The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Big shots, landing. The future is now Macy Potter. I knew once I looked across the cage mirror, I knew I had her. Macy, the future Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Just getting a little bit of a late start. I'm not sure if I, you can even hear me. My audio sounds weird in my ear, so I apologize if it sounds weird to anybody else. It doesn't, um, Jimmy. But why it you sounds make, okay? Why you make? Why you all? Why do you stop? The audience doesn't know. I just caught myself. It sounds weird. No, no, no. It's not about you sounding weird. The audience, the people, the Unfiltered Army does not know that we're having a late start. Oh, I am. It's my fault. No, it's okay. You heard what happened. I was trying to get a date to get my knees taken care of. I got these cysts behind my knees, Jimmy, and I got to get them taken care yeah, of. Yeah, you do. I've been trying to make this fucking appointment forever. Yeah. And the lady, God bless her. She was <laughs> She was like a fucking sloth. She was slow as fuck. It was funny. We have our first guest break. We're coming in just a moment. Yes. I have. A, I laughed. Um, when I, the first thing I heard you go is because I got to get drained. That was the first thing I heard from you was you saying to somebody, you got to get drained. I'm like, I hope he's not talking about what I think he is. We have, um, we have a couple of guests today. We have Macy Barber coming on, but first we have Chris Pontius uh, from the new, of course, the member of Jackass and the new movie is coming out in October. And these guys are doing press early. Oh shit. We got a Jackass in the room. Thanks for having me. How are you, bro? Chris, nice to meet you, man. Great to meet you guys, too. I'm a big fan of your show. Oh, and thanks. I'm stoked to be here. Awesome. Why do you look in way better? You look in good shape. And I'm, it's not that I'm, well, first of all, I'm surprised you're alive with all this shit you guys do. But <laughs> you look in really good shape. What is going on with you and Steve-O? And you guys are looking better now than you did when you guys were younger. What the fuck are you guys doing? You got on health kicks or some shit? Uh, we're in it for the long haul, long haul I guess. Um, like... Uh, I don't know. Well, I I have a kid, so I'm always throwing him around. And <laughs> you know, like, so you exercise. Yeah, I get a lot of exercise. I try to exercise though, like as much as I can. Like, um, yes, I I and I, I take my vitamins and and everything. I, I live a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> like, well, well, Jackass has been around. When did Jack Jackass? 
first come out on, on, on MTV ages ago. Do we know the year? 2000. Very beginning. We, we filmed the first season in 1999. Wow. And, and then, yeah, so, and we, were, we weren't that young. We were pretty old then. Like, we were, I think, Steve-O and I were like 26. Um, so, yeah, like, like, we've been doing it for a while. So, yeah, you can... The rock and roll lifestyle doesn't really have much longevity in it. No, the fact that you guys are going, and I know Steve is sober. Steve yeah. got sober, and he's doing really well. I see him sometimes, and he looks good. He looks healthy. Oh, he looks uh, great. And he was in such bad shape at one point. Everybody was worried about him. So the fact that he turned it around is like encouraging. If Steve O can can turn it around, like I don't feel like anybody can turn it around because he's doing great now. As long as they want to turn it around. If they want to, of course. Yeah. Um, do you guys ever think, you obviously couldn't think you'd be doing this at almost 50, like the, putting your body through this stuff that you're putting your body through. Yeah, um, I think, well, it's kind of one of those things like no one really knows how, no one's done jackass before. So yeah. you don't really know what the retirement age is. Like, so, I mean, as long as we have funny things to say and do and think of, which I think our, we're our big, biggest critics, you know, what, the most important thing is to make us laugh and, and to get us off. Like, so the bar raises higher and higher, you know, like, you know, like just like, you know, running around naked and, and, you know, jumping <laughs> off a little thing it just doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> what about, wait, now, Chris, I, I haven't seen a lot of the shows forever. You would go into the shops or wherever with a boom box, put it on and just take your shit off. Was that you? Yeah, that's party boy. <laughs> that was you, no? Yeah, it's my it's an altered ego. It's another me. Yeah. yeah. Who was it? Oh, Jimmy knows about that shit. Who is it? Party boy? Yeah, party boy. He he goes into like stereo store and and he's checking out stereos and then he wants to play his own CD in there or you know at the time. And um and then you know it, you know the moment seizes him and he and he just can't help himself to party. And, and I, that idea was, that's probably the best idea ever. It, it just fell to me from the sky. That like, was yours? That was your idea? Yeah, it just came to me. Like a friend of mine had given me a thong that he got it like a secondhand shop. Never, <laughs> never washed it. <laughs> oh, God. I, so I had this bag of costumes, like, and one of them was my male, like, and someone else gave me a bow tie. So I had this costume and Party Boy was just born. And I... I was afraid to do it at first, but then when I first, the first time I did it and I was like, you know, naked in front of whoever I was doing the prank on, I realized I was in the naked man is the one in control. <laughs> yeah. Is there a sketch that you did? There must be one you can think of that just never made it because it bombed. And no matter what you did, you couldn't fix it. Is there anything like you're like, fuck, I really like this idea, but it just bombed and we couldn't do it. You know what? I just, I just remembered something and it's kind of good that I'm on a martial arts related show. We filmed with Gene LaBelle once. Oh, I love Gene LaBelle. Yeah, legend, judo legend, right? He he came um, he came in and he he choked every member of the cast out, which he he's so good at choking. He barely has to touch you. Like it was like he just like he did me first, and he just like like barely put his like arm around me. And then next thing I knew, I was waking up with everyone standing over me, laughing like like and he did it one by one to everyone, and it was free, it was too imitatable. Like, so we, we never got to run the bit, but he's so funny and, and just awesome. He's amazing. I would have loved, dude, I would love to see Gene LaBelle putting you guys to sleep. Yeah. That is fucking amazing. Let me ask you, with the whole thing with Jackass, how, how did it get started? Was it just, you guys were all friends before? We, we, um, a lot of, we, a lot of us came from this magazine called Big Brother, which was like the skateboard magazine that brought in all the, like the misfits of the skateboard world. And 
we made we started making videos of, of our travels. We travel around being crazy. And the magazine was always about to go bankrupt. And it was just what we did for almost 10, I think 10 years. And then uh, Spike Jones, who came from the skateboard world, he was getting big as a director. And Knoxville was was had was an actor kind of starting to get in there. And he got offered a show, but it wasn't jackass, but it all just kind of like came together and, and, um, and he, he was doing, he, Jack Knoxville was filming with Big Brother for our videos a lot. And so him and Jeff Tremaine and Spike Jones put it together and, and it just, we, we filmed the first season people ended up liking it, but we didn't even, I, I thought it would go one season end and then we'd go back to normal life. Oh, well, shit, man, nothing's, I mean, when did it hit you that it was such a hit? Like, when did you start? And first of all, did you did all of you guys ride skate? Uh, were you all skaters? Did you skate as well? We were all skaters, pretty much. Most of us were skaters. Preston Lacey wasn't a skater. Knoxville wasn't a skateboarder, but he tries. Like, oh, that's funny. He, like the first time he skated, he probably tried to drop in on a on a vert ramp, or he tried to like grind down a handrail. I think like that's his first time skating. Like in which he, you know, I think he broke his ankle, but um. But yeah, the rest of us were pretty much skaters. <laughs> you were just friends with Knoxville already. You yeah, we were friends. So we, we were just a group of friends. And then on the East Coast, um, Bam and, and Ryan Dunn and Rab himself and Raytheon and Brandy Camille were doing like their CKY videos. They and and um, so they kind of fit into the whole jackass thing. And Steve O was just like this weird guy that lived in New Mexico that one of one of our guys met on tour when he was going on a skate tour and this guy's like, Oh, th there's this guy that like, likes to do like backflips off like balconies, breathing fire. You know, you got to see him. And that was Steve-O like, and uh, so yeah, we all kind of just found each other over the years. <laughs> what's the most afraid you've ever been? I mean, I know you guys have all gotten hurt, but what, what's the single, if you can think of it, the most frightened you've been doing something. I, I, well, God, I'll tell you two things. One thing was in Mexico, there's this, there's this thing we are filming with wild boys and there's this big giant, like it's like a 50 foot totem pole that like four guys sit on the top and you're, you have a rope tied around your waist and everyone like kind of falls back and you do like this, it's like a slow bungee jump and you, it unravels and you're hanging there upside down and until you like get to the ground. And so these guys were, were like natives and they spoke like an Indian language. So I, I couldn't even communicate with them. And, they told me to lean back and Steve-O was, was on the other side of me and he kind of panicked. So I was just hanging there like by this rope, like that was tied wrong around my waist, like thinking it was going to break and I was just going to fall just because I had so much time to think about it. Right. The other scariest thing, we, we, we just filmed Shark Week. Um, and um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, it was pretty gnarly. <laughs> like and one of our guys actually, we, we try to do, um, you know, in Happy Days when Fonzie does the, the jumps, the, tries to jump jumps the shark. shark. Yes. The best moment in Happy Days. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we tried that. And unfortunately, one of our guys got bit. Poopies. Oh. He's one of our new guys. He got attacked. Oh, shit. Are they going to show it? They did. They showed it. Yeah, it was it. It was like on last week. Like, like he, um you know, like the sharks were in kind of a frenzy and we thought it wouldn't even be that bad of a bit, but I think it, the shark, the sharks, you know, they were going around in circles, just like in the movies. And when he landed from his jump, I think it thought his hand was, was a fish. And it just, all of a sudden the sharks were just on him and our water safety guy Hudson 
like rolled up on a jet ski, jumped on the sharks and we got him to the boat and his, his hand was just dangling there. And, and, um, we, you know, we tied a tourniquet and, and, um, it, we got a, a medical jet to fly him to Miami and he got surgery and they, they reattached the tendons and the blood vessels and he's, he's going to be all right. Really? That was probably the scariest thing I've ever yeah. seen. Like it was so gnarly. The, st- right. the shit you guys do with bees terrifies me because I hate fucking bees and anything you do with bees scares me. The guy got his hand practically. I understand. I'm more scared of bees than I am a shark. Then again, I've never had a shark in front of me. <laughs> I haven't either. I, you know, I, the sharks were, I did something with bull sharks. It was bull shark matador, which is uh, an idea we had for a long time. And bull sharks, you know, are really like, they're probably like the one that killed the most people. And so I wasn't really excited about it, but and yeah, they, they tried to bite me. I am so fortunate that I didn't get bit. Like, and I had to, Oh God, I had to like fight them off with my cape and which was a kind of a half-assed weapon. And, and, um, but it, it was, I mean, it, it went well, it went great. It couldn't have gone better actually. Cause I didn't get bit and the sharks went through the cape, but yeah, that, that freaked me out. But you know what you're talking about insects. The worst thing I ever did was, was this thing called the glove of ants in Brazil where, Oh yeah. Bullet ants in, in oh. you know, where this, this, it's a rite of passage to become a man. I heard about this. Yeah. What do you got to do? I did it. Well, Steve and I both did it, but, um, the, it was a side who we only had one glove. So one guy had to go first and take most of the venom and the other guy had to share needles with that guy. So I, I opted to go first and, um, yeah, I, I, so I, I, yeah, it was, it was the worst thing by far I ever did. How long did you leave it on for? Cause I think for these young warriors, they have to do it like 10 times in their life. And your hand is black when you're finished, just from being the venom and being bitten. And they have to leave it on for like five minutes on each hand. Yeah, I did it for about eight minutes. The whole wow. And I shouldn't have, but I, That's crazy. I knew we weren't going to show it on film for eight minutes, but my hand was like Mickey mouse. Like in, it was 24 hours of the most biggest misery ever. That's the worst thing I've ever did you done. get sick. Did the venom make you sick? It didn't really make me sick. They gave me, I think they, they didn't give us pain medicine or anything, but they gave us like some sort of antibiotics. So it wouldn't like poison us in that way, but afterwards, but in case there was an allergic reaction, but it just made me in the worst misery forever. And I had to buy, I, I just laid there with my arm in a garbage can all night and I had to buy ice every time it melted. I had to go to this place and buy ice, put my arm back in. And then I had to fly back to America the next day. It was terrible. How, wow. how long did it take to get back to normal 24 hours of really peaking like that was the worst thing it was the worst than every bad thing i ever did combined i imagine getting bitten like whatever they do they sting they bite i think and it must suck around the cuticles or the fingernail like there must be some shittier places than others like it sucks on the whole hand but i'm sure that there's certain spots like the webbing of the finger there's got to be worse places to get bitten god it it was just the worst i the whole thing Poison is gnarly. Like it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, they say it's the most power, the most painful insect bite is a bullet ant. It is, yeah. Because I I've been bit by one once, like a few years before that, and one sting was horrible. But yeah, this was hundreds. That's the worst thing ever. God, shit, man. Hope they fucking took care of you for that. Uh, Chris, do you watch the fights at all or what? I, I do. I I actually, I I was in a Muay Thai class when I was like eighteen or nineteen, and our our instructor showed it like showed us UFC two right when it happened. Oh shit. Like, check this out. And this is before, like I'd even heard of jujitsu or anything like, like, or any, you know, most people had knew about and in like our whole class watched this. And it was, I think it was like Hoyce Gracie 
against Pat Smith in the finals or something. God, that was gnarly. It was, yeah, it was so sick. Um, so yeah, so I, I've seen, seen UFC since the beginning pretty much. Do you still train? Uh, I, I, on and off, like I, I started when I was like eight, I did Kempo karate and then I did Muay Thai when I was like early twenties on and off. And then a little jujitsu when I was like in early thirties, but, and then I started doing Muay Thai right before I was going to have a kid. But right now, I'll go back to jujitsu and Muay Thai like when, nice. when my son's a little older. But I, I love it. Like, I'd love to do it more. Well, you might need it in case somebody doesn't like the party, that party boy. <laughs> might need it. You yeah. might have to make, you know, you're sitting there. For, I would love, that would make the fucking show. You fucking battling somebody with your thong on. <laughs> Naked. That's the funny thing. Yeah. That was so, that was fucking great. So wait, you, you just had a child. How old's your kid? He's he's twenty months old. Wow. Yeah. All right. And you're my age. How old are you? Forty-seven. Yeah. Exactly, bro. I'm not saying you're starting late, but forty-seven's a nice age. Yeah, it, it is. I I, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm glad I had a kid when I did. You have kids? I have three. Twelve. Wow. Uh, my oldest is twelve, and I have a ten-year-old and an eight-year-old. All girls. Wow. Awesome. I'm surrounded. Girls are rad. Yeah, I've got a bunch. I have three nieces. Yeah, girls. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy when you're surrounded by girls, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. No, sometimes I look around. My oldest is about to be thirteen. I'm like, starting to feel like a grown up. Sometimes it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I just play my VR and I feel like a kid again. <laughs> so, so do you ever think that this jackass thing, like, it's you never had to get well before that you were into the skating, but doesn't it feel great? You never had to get a fucking like nine to five. Doesn't oh, yeah. that feel like a winner? Oh yeah. I'm, I, I couldn't do that. Like the longest I've ever worked was I, I worked at Jamba juice for two days and um, that didn't work out like making smoothies. I, <laughs> Were you a good employee? No, I wasn't. I was like two hours late the first day, second day. I just, it, it just wasn't for me. I thought I'd just drink smoothies all day and get really healthy. And, and uh, it, it wasn't really like that. Like <laughs> I was, I, I was a horrible employee. And then I think the third day I quit. And, um, and then I, I, yeah, I dabbled in temping a bit, but yeah, that's the extent of my like nine to five life. Like, what do you guys do? Oh, sorry, man. When you're in between shoot, like, cause you'll shoot a movie and then you might have a couple of years. So what do you do? What, what like in between, like, not sure if Jackass is going to come back, not sure. Hey, will we do another one? Hey, who knows? So then what do you do in the meantime? Like what's, what's, what, what's, how are you working in the, in the meantime? Well, before this one, we did, um, me and my wife wrote a movie script um, that we hopefully will get made with, with some of the guys in our group, but I did a movie with Knoxville called action point. And we, we did, we toured, do some lot, do live shows. We toured Australia a few times, Canada. So we try to keep busy like, yeah. And, and, um, but yeah, doing jackass is the funnest thing. Like, like, and I'm so glad that, that I, I didn't, I didn't think that we'd get to do another one. And, And, you know, they're always, you know, the thought of, you know, like, would it look silly if you guys are older, you know, doing this like a bunch of old men, but it's actually kind of funny or like, <laughs> yeah. plus it's you guys. It's, it's the same guys have been watching. So it doesn't feel like we're just watching guys do what they do. Not like guys trying to do something. Just this is what these guys do. Yeah. We really lean into, we really celebrate our ages in this. Like, you know. like, like, yeah. It, I mean, some of the guys have gray hair and like, like um, Dave England knocked out like some of his teeth, like, surfing actually right before we start filming so he's got he looks like a bum actually like an old surfer bum like and and everyone like yeah everyone tells him he looks like iggy pop because he's really tan and he's wrinkled 
great. And when is this coming out? In October? October, yeah. Yeah, and there was a bit that actually with Dave England that we filmed that I think it's, we, we with all the stuff that doesn't make it to the movie, we make Jackass 4.5, which will go to Netflix. And there's a, there's a, there's a penis related bit that- Oh, Timmy's um, very interested in it. Oh, God. <laughs> Anything with penis injuries, yeah. Well, I don't want to see know, a penis, Matt. Dave England only has one, net, one testicle. He, he had to get a testicle removed after an act, like a snowboarding accident. And so ah. this- this this stunt, I can't tell what it is, but we had like strings tied around our, our whole packages. And because he only has one nut, the string like slipped over the nut and it stretched his penis like and his penis is noticeably longer now. Like, so it was, it was actually a, a happy accident, right? It was, like one it was a happy accident. It was the definition of a happy accident. So wait, he lost his ball in his in a fucking snowboarding accident and then his oh. teeth surfing. Uh, uh, wow. The ball, actually, he had two, two kids after. He thought he'd never be able to have kids, but he has got two kids from one ball. and Or no, four kids, sorry. Four kids, yeah. None of them planned. Nut right there. <laughs> Power in that nut. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny how slapstick never goes out of style. It's like the Three Stooges will outlast any topical, quote-unquote, or timely or period comedy uh, Slapstick stuff always, always is timeless. So, you know, your guys, the stuff you did 15 years ago was still hilarious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this movie, I, we're, we're so proud of, like, yeah. so proud of it. Like, I love it. I love it way more than our previous movie, which was, I, was great, but I, I love, we love this one. Like, everyone really, like, did this one, like, we're, in case we never do it again, you know, like, everyone, like, realized what a special thing we have. Well, good luck, man. Um, thanks for coming on, and uh, congratulations on, on just the success of the franchise. Uh, it, it's crazy how how long you guys have been as successful as you are. It's, it's it's great. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, and I hope to be on again. And congratulations Absolutely. on your guys' success. And I, it, it's awesome to, to talk to you guys in real life because I love watching your show. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks, Chris, man. Big fan. Take care, Bye. buddy. Have fun. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hello, Macy. Macy, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. Sorry, I'm trying to prop you guys up on my suitcase. <laughs> no, do that. Go ahead. Macy, you're looking clean, kid. You don't even look like you got it lumped up at all. I got. I have this cauliflower ear. I don't know if you, you guys can't see it because I stuck my head, ear pod in it, but um, yeah. 
<laughs> that's like that's like the thing that hurt the most. Do you like having the cauliflower ear? Because people have gotten them, or do you kind of like it? Like it's it, it's kind of like a badge of honor. Uh, I don't really feel like I get to choose. Um, my one ear is pretty nasty. Ah. So yeah, I mean it's. I'll take it. I'll take it. I feel like as a girl, you know, we could let our hair cover it. So it's right. good with me. That's true. As long as I can hear and listen to music, I'm, I'm fine. A hundred percent. Hey, Macy, let me ask you. I know what it's like to come back and get a W after a couple of losses. You know, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, we got those losses. They were still L's. So it's like to come back and get that win after that. If it, it Doesn't it feel like a... Uh, some weight off your shoulders. Feels good. Feels good. Yeah, it definitely feels good. You know, there's a lot of people asking me, like, do you f- do you feel like you have your back up against the wall? And you know, I I tell everybody, you know, I don't feel like that because um, that's definitely something I'm not going to speak into existence. But I know what it's like to, you know, obviously I'm coming off of two losses. I don't I don't want to take a third one. Um, and I feel like you know, obviously coming out of that fight, I I definitely was like I wanted to finish. I felt like getting there, you know, and. Um, I should have, and I could have done more, uh, but I'm not going to take it back. I got the win, and that's, you know, and, I, and I'm back in the winning call, so that's what matters. Dang, congratulations. Yeah. And, and, such a, and such a tough opponent and such a close fight. It was a close fight. Very close fight. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's really, I'm going to say the last round was yours. The first round was probably Miranda's. I got to watch it again. I thought it might have came down to that second round, and I'd have to watch again, but it was a close fight, and – you're both going to grow from it so much. So For sure. before the fight, Miranda was saying that she almost wanted to just take out the older, older, older girls. And she wanted both of you guys to do that before, instead of meeting each other uh, at this point in your career. What did you think about that? That statement? Um, I feel like the, I, I personally, I always take everything as like, that's a, that's a sign of weakness, you know, like, you know, <laughs> not because of that, not in a bad way, but like anything I could take to be like, that's an advantage for me, you know, like to put in a mental thing, you know, for myself. Um, but for her, you know, I can see what she was saying. You know, you do want to fight the up and comers. And that's a, a reason why I called out Jessica. I, you know, she's someone who is established in the sport, um, who has a name, who's, who's fought some of the best, you know, who, she's fought for the title. She's a title contender. Um, so I definitely see what Miranda was saying. Uh, but at the same time, that's not who the UFC offered either one of us. So the UFC had a plan and we are both going to grow from it. We're both young um, and yeah. we are going to see each other again. I know that. So at one point you were uh, you were eight. No. And then you lost the two. And I'm always interested in somebody's psychology after being undefeated for a little while and then losing the first or, or second in a row. Did it start to play with your confidence at all? Because like you, you know, you had no losses. So this was your first. I know you probably had them in, in amateur or when you were coming up. But did it change your confidence at all after that second loss? Well, I didn't have him in the amateur because I only had one amateur fight. Oh, okay. Um, not to not to correct you, but uh, sure, that's fine. No, it's all good. So yeah, so I don't a little bit, I guess you could say a little bit because I, I came off of a knee injury. You know, like that was a pretty hard injury to come back from, and then um, my fight back, it was it was different. You know, like trying to feel out the first two rounds and. Um, with Alexa, you know, I, once I got started to face some adversity, I feel like I did not like kind of find myself and, and dig deep until the third round. And obviously that's not enough. You know, had we, had I refound myself, then I could, I could have gone back and I, I should have finished her. But, um, this fight, I definitely felt like I came back to that same girl that was eight and oh, um, especially after the second round. I mean, I like your, listen, after that first round, 
where you, you know, you might've dropped it. It takes a lot to stay mentally in there because that's, that's extra pressure. Okay. Here I am. I'm back. Two losses. I, this is my fight. Confident as hell. Shit. I might've lost that first round. So it's like for you to be channeled in and not lose your focus. I applaud you. because I know what it's like. And it could be disheartening in there. And I'll tell you, even to take a fight versus they offered you Miranda uh, Maverick after the two losses. I mean, there's not a listen. Anybody in there is not an easy fight, but shit, that's a that's that a, that going into that you had to be mentally strong. You know, for what sure. I mean? Honestly, um, I had several people reach out to me and they're like, "Why did you? Why did you take that fight? Like, why was that the fight? You know?" And honestly, it's like here's my here's my mentality. I'm coming off of two losses. And at the time I had already said no to another date because, which was another opponent because I was not medically cleared. So I had not, you know, I was not ready for a fight. So I was like, okay, well, I can't say no twice in a row. So I'm going to say yes, no matter who it is. And even if it was Miranda, I'm always going to say yes. You know, I don't shy away from anybody that they put in front of you um, because they have a plan. And, and if I want to be the best, I have to fight the best and I can't shy away from anything. Uh, however, with that first round, I knew that I wanted to feel it out. You know, I did drop that first round, but I wanted to go into that fight feeling it out. I did not want to just go in and try to, you know, cause she, she is strong, you know, she's a good opponent. And so I did not want to just rush in and make any mistakes that were going to cost me the fight. And so that's what we did. We played it safe in the first round. <laughs> we did lose that first round though. But I got it back. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. What, what, what benefits you is, I, I mean, if I, we get to see you in some main events, those five rounds, you have great endurance. And as the fight goes on, it looks like you just get stronger and more comfortable. And it just, I mean, I don't know. Look at your last fight with uh, the prior to uh, Alexa Grasso. That third round, you were coming out like a beast. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's not a cardio thing. And it's, it's uh, I'm not going to say pulling the trigger thing because you pulled the trigger, but it's about, Uriah Faber said something that, I thought it was great, but uh, but people they weren't goofing on, but they're like, oh, what, wait, what did he say? He said, "Gotta uh, try to hit her." Gotta try to hit her. Now look, that's simple. That's simple shit. But basically, he's saying, put your hands on her. Don't just punch to her, punch through her. That's what I took from. Like you got to try to actually hit her. Don't just show like. So, did you? What did you take from it between the first and second round? That corner work when he when you actually sat down with Uriah and your other cornerman. For sure. I mean, that's not just something that we took. I took away from the corner. That's something I took away from that entire camp. You know, that is something that we really focused on was volume and actually landing the punches. You know, obviously you saw my last fight against Alexa. I was, I was punching like someone in between the both of us, you know, <laughs> there must've been someone in front of me. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely, we worked on that, you know, throwing punches and, and once you land being able to follow up, which is something that I needed to start in the second and third rounds, I started to see that, uh, which would have would have been in my advantage in the fourth and fifth round if it was a main event, you know, with knowing where I needed to counter and getting more comfortable. And that's something that I'm just going to go back and work in the gym on. I only have three rounds. I don't I don't have five rounds yet. So we need to learn how to do the last two rounds and the last round, like do those first rounds like that, you know, and that's that's what I that's what I need to do right now. And what did you mean when you said you thought you, you wanted the right spots? I'm paraphrasing. I think you said that you, you won in the spots that counted or something like that. Um, is that, what did you mean? 
Uh, but that mean, it means like when, you know, like when we were landing, we were like, we were missing, making her miss. And this is something that I talked to Uriah right after the fight. We were making her miss, but we weren't making her pay. So we would make her miss, but I was not in this right spot to make her pay the right, the like with uh, a substantial amount of strikes. Do you guys hear background noise coming from somewhere? It might be the airport. Yeah, that's that's me. Oh, you at, is that the airport? <laughs> I'm right? at the airport. Yeah. You know what? I'm I thought sorry. you were at a park, relaxing. That the airport has <laughs> no. that nice. No, I'm at the airport. Oh, okay. There you <laughs> yeah, go. I just landed in St. Louis, so. Oh my god! Oh, you live in St. Louis. No, I am out here uh, meeting with um, a new company that I am oh, potentially okay. partnering with. Oh, nice, nice. So you just stopped off right outside the airport to do this interview. Yes. I literally landed, got my bags, and I'm like, I have my interview. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So, hey, listen, unrelated to, that might be something you're doing right here, business-wise, but give us something unrelated to MMA that you're doing right now. I know you live in this, S. I know, see how I cleared up my language? <laughs> yes. I know you live in it. I do. I do. One hobby besides it. Could be a book you're reading, a show you're watching, anything. Uh, well, lately we've been reading quite a few books. Um, right now we're reading Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter by 50 Cent. Oh. So we are reading that book. Uh, I have read The Rise of Superman. That's a really good book as well. Um, but right now I'm actually, after St. Louis, I'm going to Utah. And I said this after my fight. Um, I'm going out to see Operation Underground Railroad and spend some time uh, raising awareness for child trafficking. So that's a huge part of my life. It's something I'm really, really okay. close to me. That's a worth. Hey, listen, if there's ever a worthy cause, that's one. That That's it right there. More people should be taking that cause. As a, father, as a father of three, more people should be taking up that cause. Did it become part of your life because you became aware of it and you just said, this is something I kind of want to help with? Uh, it became, I became aware of it, not a, a little bit more of like a personal story that I have not completely shared with my, with everybody in my life. Um, However, uh, I got introduced to Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad just through like connecting and, and following them on social media, reaching out to them and saying, hey, I want to be a help. I want to be a part of your guys' organization and cause. Um, and they flew me out. I, I met with them. And ever since then, you know, they've been they've been keeping close contact with me. And I want to be a bigger part of it. Now, now, I think it's fantastic. Now, you, is there... Let me tell you, if you guys are doing anything to raise money for anything with that, like seminars or anything, please get in touch with me. I would love to be a part of that. Yeah, I'm, just throwing, sure. no, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Before my Absolutely. Age. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I would love that, you know. But uh, when do you want, do you want to get right back in there? You look, you seem healthy. I am healthy. Actually, I was just talking to someone. They asked me like, so when's the next one? I was like, uh, I made a call out. Um, I just got to get home. You know, I'll be home in within the week. So get home, get in the gym and talk to, talk to Mick, talk to Dana. Yeah, I did call Jessica. I, yes. Jessica, <laughs> yep. I. Jessica mm -hmm. I is always looking for a scrap. That'd be a fun fight. She's not a girl that really goes backwards. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, she isn't. She's, she's a, she's a solid fighter. You know, she's a legend within the sport um, and she's a good name. You know, that's why, you know, I respect her a lot and that's why I want to fight her. Are you going to do the, uh, this is a stupid tourist question, but now that you're in St. Louis, I'm afraid of heights. Are you going to do the St. Louis arch or do you not do that? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't really, I didn't make my plans. I'm, I'm out here to meet with someone. So they're planning out everything. Okay. Um, so if that's on the agenda, then, then yes, I will. But I know that when I go to Utah, I'm, I'm going on a helicopter ride. So, Oh, I've never done that. I've never done that either. 
Oh, I don't like the helicopter. No, it scares the shit out of me. But so you're comfortable doing that type of like adventurous stuff that you haven't done before. I'm not comfortable doing that. Yeah. I'm, I feel like you, you got to try it before you can hate on it. You know, yeah, it, it might suck me. while you're doing it, but you're like, at least, you know, if you want to do it again or if you don't. Yeah. Well, look, congratulations. Uh, it was a very, very close fight. It was a great fight. And, uh, and you got the nod and good luck in St. Louis. Have fun. And I'm sure we'll see you fight again. I appreciate you guys so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Macy. Thank you. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Didn't you think that she was all zen in a park, like back in California? I had no idea where she was. And she's at the airport. Fucking, that's a nice airport. I, I, I'm no Sherlock Holmes, but I kind of thought she was at the airport. Did you? I maybe on my eyes that's not great. In the background, I don't know. Jim. What's in the background? I, I saw it was a tree. My eyes suck, Matt. No, you heard you heard the, the, the things in the background. But listen oh. to me. Hey, all I know is she was here with us. There was I felt bad for her with DC being like, ah, fucking, I love DC. Did he say it to her? No, he didn't say it to her, but I'm sure she's gonna see it. Like when he's like, you know, Miranda's on the wrong, you know, the wrong side of some bad judging or whatever it was. Yeah. I can understand. If that's the way you feel you should sure. say, I'll tell you right now, I felt that way about um, Kyle Phillips. I felt bad for that kid. I thought that was a close fight. No, but I thought he lost that, that fight. That first round, so that first round should have been 10-8 round. 10-8, yeah. And even so then, at the if you want to give the, I'm getting to the exact fight I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, uh, Riley, I, I know exactly. Yeah. Uh, beat Kyla Phillips, but yeah, I thought Kyla Phillips should have got that decision to be, be oh what oh look at you picking Pavia to, okay I, I thought Pavia no I thought he won Pavia won I thought he won because I I, I could have accepted a draw 10 8 uh, plus uh, rounds two and three for uh, Paiva. I, okay, I could have accepted a draw, but I didn't think Phillips won. I, I thought that uh, I, well, I guess the guy gave him a ten nine, and that was why he lost. I guess it could have been it could have been a draw, but that yeah. first round was well, he almost had him out of there. He looked phenomenal that first round. Yeah, and, uh, given the Pavia, you know Pavia, he he definitely hung in there and and and, uh, and did good those last two rounds. But was it enough? I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought Kyla Phillips should have got the nod, but hey, you know, that's me. Um, Darren Elkins is a fucking stud. And I'll tell you right now, uh, Derek, uh, uh, Derek, my, my Derek Minner, 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 he was looking awesome in the beginning. Awesome. Just beautiful jujitsu and the fluidity. 
Uh, one mistake with going to that guillotine, guys. I don't think you should ever drop unless you uh, unless you're finishing guys nine out of ten times in class by jumping to the guillotine. Don't do it. Yeah, that's a big risk. It's a risk, and a guy like uh, Darren Elkins, that guy is like a fucking. He does not. He he's not taking no for an answer. He's just gonna go forward, and if it's it's literally do or die with Darren Elkins. He's not. Yeah. He's, you have to literally, some guys, they can get beat enough to be like, I, all right, I had enough. All right, this is your day. I live to fight another day. And then there's other guys that you literally have to shut their lights off. If, if they are not put out, he, that Darren Elkins is a guy, he could have no arms, no legs. He'll be fucking coming at you like a fucking seagull. That guy is an animal. Yeah. He's a fucking animal. And I love watching him fight because he's... Uh, He's like chaotic and he, and he's just, and, and, and he just keeps going forward. No matter what the fuck you throw at him. Oh God, that was a fun fight. That was a fun fight for as long as it lasted. Yeah. yeah. I think the third round ended. It ended in the third round. Second round. Sorry. Second round TQ. You're a prick. Jimmy. Uh, my mistake. Now. Uh, yeah. Even though I picked Elkins in the second, but that's, that's all right. It's not important. I picked third. Okay. But the same, the, but the more importantly, we both picked correctly. And we were both wrong about the main event. I got it, but what an incredible fight. What an incredible uh, I'll fight. I'll tell you right now, I, felt, I thought Corey won, to be honest with you. I thought it was close. Yeah. But, uh, too close to be able to say it's a robbery. No, I think it was a robbery, but I did think TJ won. I, I TJ took won. some things away from that fight. Now, TJ got better as it went on. Oh, uh, yeah. So you could say, you could argue that he won rounds th- three on, possibly. But I don't know, man. He did have more control time as far as being up on him, beyond being holding around the waist up against the back, cage, yeah. up against the cage. But Corey did the most damage. Corey landed the better shots, the stronger shots, and and then not for anything. When TJ got a takedown, I think Corey did better on bottom than TJ did on top. He's no savage one. off his back, yeah. He not only with the strikes, with the threat of the submissions. Yeah, very first one that landed was beautiful. Uh, the the reverse triangle. Um, there's an Americana from there. I want to see if, I wonder if Corey knows it. He probably does. It's so, it's a very good technique from there that when a guy goes to get out of it, you can attack in a shoulder lock, but whatever. Uh, he let it go in for a knee and that probably popped the knee because in between the first and second round, yeah. he's like, my knees popped. So I think Corey St. Egan looked really, really good. I thought he he's should won. I thought he was the, he looked better, but it was close. And listen, I, listen, people's, or giving me shit because I don't really feel like talking to TJ after the whole thing with the cheating thing. I, I'll tell you right now, the kid is a fighter. When they asked him about that cut, you know, could you go through absolutely aside that of course. Like he didn't he's not he's not worried about his about getting some stitches and whatever else. You know what I mean? So I give the guy credit. He's a he's a great fighter. Yeah. And uh he's such a great fighter that he doesn't need to cheat. Yeah. So you know. Was it only that one fight? Because uh, I think they tested. That, but the thing, problem is this, Jimmy. When something like that happens, my point is like, all right, is it the one point in time you cheated, or is it the one time you got caught with them going? I don't know. I fucking don't know. So he looked good, you know, though, man. Attacks me and they're like, oh, you choose who to be cool with. Who to, you don't do this? Give shit to John Jones. He got caught with a dick pill. So listen, man. As a guy that will definitely champion something with a nice dick pill. I think uh, I I did think TJ deserved the nod. Very close because I really like Corey. So I'm. I, it was like I I saw that I was like, 
Yeah, I guess he did. I mean, very fucking close, but I thought that he, I, I want to say it was the, uh, the final round that made the decision for me, but I thought he might've, like you said, if he won three on, then he won three, four, five. And dude, what about Randy Costa? Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, that division is an insane division. Oh, this is what I will take out of that fight. As far as who has the belt now, Aljamain Sterling, Aljo. I'm going to say, based on what I saw last night, Aljo is still the worst matchup for, T- for uh, Cody, Corey Sanhagen, I feel. Yeah. You want to know why, Jimmy? Um, yes. You guess why after watching that fight. Because as effective as Corey is, his his if, if there's any weaker spot, not even a weak spot, weaker spot, it's maybe having somebody on his back. Well, it's not, yes, yes, maybe the wrestling, but... Because his jiu-jitsu is on point. You saw how threatening he was with that. His striking is on point. And his wrestling is really good. It's more of the fact that where did TJ spend a lot of that time? On his fucking back. Now, TJ, now he didn't have the hooks in. Aljo's the type of guy, he could hop up there and get a body triangle. He could do that at any point. So you, it, I give Peter Jan so much credit for the sticking to the, sticking to the game plan that when he fought Aljo that he might get struck by Aljo knee elbowed punched, but he is not, not giving that backup. He's right. not giving the backup. He did not. And he was in positions to give the backup, but he would not give the backup. So, and now, now TJ possesses different threats. Maybe I'm sure if Corey fought Aljo, that would probably be more instilled in him. But in this fight to TJ, he gave the backup a bunch to get up and he did get up and he did get away. But TJ and Aljo are two different times. So Aljo in his head, if he had to fight Corey again, which I'm sure they might meet up again because Corey's that good. Uh, all he has to remember is I have to battle through just to get a hold of his, get a hold of him, and I will get that back. So I don't know. I, that just stuck out in my head. But TJ, TJ's, I love, he's a really unique fighter. The way, the way he positions his hand, like he's almost like he's looking for land. I and know. He, it protected his eye, but he does that even when his eye isn't fucked up. It's he's like this. Such, like, oh, he's he's such an interesting guy to watch fight. Very, very aggressive. Always moving forward. Uh, I was happy for him because look, he fucked up. He got caught and he suffered. He's out for two years. Like he paid a price for it. And to come back with the pressure that's on him, as far as people saying, was it just that that made you good, or are you as good as? I mean, he he really performed, and uh, I, I was I was very very impressed. He looked great. Listen, he's a great fighter. Great fighter. And no matter what I say, listen, I enjoy. Hold on, everybody's sorry about that. It, it's it's. But listen, it's organic. Yeah, it's fucking organic. Sure. So is shitting. Um, what? So is shitting. <laughs> <laughs> What are you gonna fucking take a shit about? No, 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 that's what I'm saying. No, oh, Jimmy, on full reptile, full reptile television. I don't know, it's full reptile, it's on YouTube. Okay, it's it's a show they're doing, they did a special on uh, Sarah BJJ. Oh, nice, yeah, so good. Let me see see where that is because that's so much fun. If you look on my Instagram, let me see, full reptile. Go to Full Reptile, and you'll see a clip. And I shout out a couple of my guys like Pumi. Pumi, you're going to see that guy in the, in the UFC. That guy could be a champion. And then um, he's the uh, Cage Fury champion. And I also shout out um, 
uh, let me see. Oh, Justin Kidd, one of my young fighters. But it all, but more importantly, Jimmy, you see, if you want to see what it's like in a day at my academy in Huntington, Long Island, you watch that thing. You watch that show on full reptile television and you will see a day in the life of your good friend. Oh, that seems great. Don't make me say my, my name. The third. What's your name? Well. Kamora Bucko. There's a bucko and there's a lad now. That guy's happy you gave him a shout out right now. Good. My, he's in my squad. When I How about Kamora Chap? I don't have a Kamora Chap yet, but he might join the. It's funny, Jimmy. People love this show and they come at me and they're like, they're fucking, hey, man, like if I, if I, if I friend you on that thing, can I be fucking Kamora fucking uh, bucko and this way? Now, 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 I'm, now I, I squat up. <laughs> I should be. I should be getting. Not that, not, listen, I'm a man of the people. Yes, you are. They're on. They do that Twitch, and they get paid to play with. I'm just. I'm a. I just get on there, put on my fucking headset, bucko lad, Kamora squad. Let's get some fucking kills. You're a great man, but a bad businessman. You should be playing on Twitch. Everybody loves Matt Sarah. You're fun. I am you're, fun. You're nuts to not be playing on Twitch. Jimmy, you're nuts. You should do it because people would I'm enjoy fine. it. People Sooner or later, yeah. whenever this show finally runs out of fucking no, do it while we're doing this because we'll help. We'll promote it. I really should, Jimmy. Yes, we'll really? promote the shit out of it. I need you know, like Joe Rogan has his guy. You know Joe Rogan, Janie. Oh, you know what? Joe, you know him. You're friends with him. You already show a bunch. People could Google Jim Norton on the Joe JRE show, and uh, you were on there a couple of times. I was on there once. It's a fun show. And uh, the point is, he's got a tech guy. I need a Jens Pulver has a tech guy. I know this ain't rocket science, but I got the I, I got a green screen behind me. See that? Uh, you know, I want to entertain people. I'm here to entertain. I know, Matt. But it, but and look, and, and look, I think we're doing great. We have green screens. Joe has a studio. He had Elon Musk smoking pot and he got a hundred million from Spotify. He's going to get a tech guy before we do. You're right. You're right. Why am I even <laughs> we have, we have each other and Antonio and we like, what are we doing? We don't know. Not that Antonio is bad, but you know, funny. It's something funny. I got my, I got my friend Luca. So do sometimes, sometimes I'm late with, um, with some promotions and stuff. Like I got to like something like, Oh man, this guy, needs a purple belt when I see him fucking just, and, and I'm like, and sometimes, Oh shit, man, that white belt, I need a stripe or two. I, but isn't it, but I'm still there every day, sure. which is more important. And I love jujitsu, but you know where I learned from? I learned from master Henzo Gracie. So I get a text from my good buddy, Luca, Luca Atala. He's Atala. He used to run Gracie magazine back in the day. And he gives me this tape. I want you, I want you to hear the, some of this. Listen, two years ago. Listen, two years ago. Listen. I ordered this thing. Listen. So we could wait. It was ceremony. A ceremony for you. He's opening up a package. It's long overdue. He's showing me this. But we never listen to this. Put together this. You and Ricardo. Me and Ricardo Almeida. Enzo was supposed to, to award you your. Fifth stripe, which is like a couple years ago. <laughs> Two years ago. Uh, it's I, here on his it is truck. truck. 
It's in his truck. I should have been a fifth down in jujitsu. Now, listen, my point is, <laughs> I saw this, I started dying. So in other words, Master Enzo was going to bring me in the city and promote me to my fifth, fifth down, fifth stripe on my black belt. It's a lot of stripes, Jimmy. But it was supposed to be two years ago. So my buddy found it in Henzo's truck when he was cleaning his truck. My point is this. You got your fifth stripe? Well, I mean, it's in, it's in Henzo's truck right now. So I don't have it yet. He, my buddy just found the belt. And, I, and it had my name on it, too. The belt. That's great. They, they were going to do a promotion. But Henzo, you know, Henzo getting sidetracked. So my thing is this. There was one time I had this guy who was no longer trains with me. And he did like, a, I saw a Facebook post, right? And it was, oh, it was, oh, I got, I can't believe it. I got. Looked over, another guy got a strike before me. So I gave this guy a call. I go, hey, man, who's and I gave the guy a text. I go, hey, give me if you want to call, if you want to vent. I saw him bitching about something. The guy called me up. Oh, I can't believe you. You, you gave it to, to just Josh before me, and I've been with you. I go, wait a second. This is about me? The guy made a post about me. I go, wait a minute, you fucking nut. I don't. So in other words, I gave a strike before to another guy. Dude, it's not that I don't give a fuck. It's that when you do it for the love of it, don't make it about the fucking strike on the And I'm not saying don't be proud of it. It's sure. get the, I like you. You should get your acknowledgement. You should. But do it for the love of it. Why, Jimmy? Why am I at the school teaching sometimes twice a day? Um, for I'm the money. Three. Oh, sorry. Wait, no, sorry. Well, I, I, I do feed my family that way. That is, that's, <laughs> it's not exactly a fucking, you know what I mean? It's not just, well, yeah. But the point is this. <laughs> I love jujitsu. I don't love being on a treadmill. I don't actually, I can't do it. I can't even fucking hardly walk. I walk fucked up, but I could roll Jimmy. You sure can. Tomorrow I'll meet my buddy, Craig Porte, my new black belt. And I'm going to a fucking, he looks like a He-Man figure like this. Oh, I got to talk about that new masters of the universe, by the way. But listen, so I'm going to get a good, I get, I'm sweating. I'm feeling my muscles. I'll do some sit-ups and push-ups afterwards. It keeps me fucking like that. Yep. Jiu-jitsu. It's not about my fucking fifth stripe. That's right. That fifth stripe. I get a fucking, somebody tries to attack me and invade me, me my, and fucking touch me in weird ways. My fifth stripe is not going to stop him. I'll tell you what, Will, a body lock to the takedown, cross side to a Kimura, that'll fucking stop him. I work on that every day. But what if he's big, a big guy, though? What if he's like 6'2 and has muscles? Jimmy, now you're being silly. And you get paid to be silly. You could stop a guy like that? What's that? You could stop a big guy if he was like a really big, angry guy? Just like I would tell some ladies I used to try to date back in the day, we're all the same size on the floor. You understand? (laughs) Jimmy! Or laying down or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it didn't work out. My wife's a little taller. So, Jimmy, listen, man. Kevin Smith. First of all, congrats to uh, Mickey Gal. Good job. Yes, his striking. Mickey's striking was fucking great. He looked really good. He never looked better. Never looked better. How'd that fight end? Uh, It ended with a submission, yeah. On the ground. What does that top say? Uh, I can't read it. It says Brazilian Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm kidding, I can read it. All right, I I know you can read it. Sometimes you like to be fresh. (laughs) 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 But listen. Yeah. now, now, oh, fucking listen, people are giving, I got to talk about this. I know we're almost done. Listen. It's okay. Uh, Kevin Smith, who I'm a big yeah. fan of. He's a comic book nerd. Like myself. Yes, he is. I love Kevin. Uh, he is getting shat on 
shitted on from the fans out there. Why? Well, he he did a reboot. Now we all, Jimmy, you're around my age, a little bit, a tiny bit. I'm six years older than a you. Little, that's a little bit. So I'm sure you heard of He-Man and Masters of the Universe. Absolutely. So when you were kids, when I was a kid, I used to watch He-Man, and He-Man was cool, man. As a kid, it was a fun little thing. They had little Orko, a little magician. So and they had, a, and it was like a bunch of muscle-bound men. And women, there was girls in there. And then they had a, for the women, for the girls, they came out with She-Ra. And She-Ra had her own thing, you know? So anyway, the point is this. Kevin Smith did a show, a, a series on Netflix, like a, like to reboot it, like the BBC. Yeah. Not really reboot, it's like a continuation from the Mattel series from back in the Mattel toy line, the fucking show back in the day. And I'll tell you, he's getting shit on because He-Man takes a fucking backseat to Tila. It's the Tila show through and through. And, and uh, Jimmy, just bear with me because people like to hear about this. They, they Trust me. They do. A lot of people don't like the adults. No, I'm kidding. But listen, it's a cartoon. But the point is Kevin Smith's been saying leading up to this thing, no, no, no fucking clown shoes, whoever the fuck said it, some, uh, some site. He-Man doesn't take a side to anybody. It's this and that. And I've watched it, Jimmy. And even though there's some fucking cool stuff in it, really cool stuff. I mean, I, I don't want spoilers, but dude, the guy you're killing, I don't want to give him too much shit. Right. But he, I mean, He-Man's in flashbacks, but they kill him right away. I know he kind of like, like he, he he sacrifices himself in a heroic way for eternia, eternia. What's it, Please don't no, I drop something. Sorry. Okay. So I know he tries to sacrifice himself for the for the world. Sure. But then, like, so then, like, it's the Tila show, right? And how about this? Really quick, can I just do a spoiler really quick, Jimmy? Because this is so this bothers the fuck. Let's out. warn people. Spo- <laughs> this is Matt. Spoiler alert. Foot foot. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> Jimmy, it listen, Masters of the Masters of the Masters of the Universe Revelation, I think. Wow. So listen, Jimmy. That's hard to say, actually. Masters of the Universe Revelation. It's hard to say it quickly. Jimmy. So, yes. I mean, listen, about, listen to this beginning now, how shit goes south, because it's a good first episode. I'm watching. I'm like, I love it. The art is amazing. The animation? Wow. Fucking awesome. Great. The other one back in the day, he doesn't really hold up. This right. was really good. Really good. Really good animation. So then fucking, so fucking Adam is, Prince Adam is He-Man. When he has the show. Sure. You know, the grace and he turns into evil. So now the mother knew the secret. Man at arms, the Duncan the mustache knew the secret. Tila didn't know. Of course he didn't. Tila is a bit of a fucking bitch. Listen to this. Listen to this. Tila. So they find out, oh my God, He-Man died and He-Man was Adam. So the mother's crying. The father's like, what? What? That's my son. He-Man. And all of a sudden, Tila, they just lost their son. Tila is fucking nervous. She goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. You lied to me this whole time, everybody? You did not tell me that Prince Adam and He-Man are the... I don't... It's like I never knew him. I, it's like I never knew him and you're all a bunch of liars. I'm done. So she's walking... Really, Tila? You're done? What about the grieving... They just lost their kid, you bitch. All right? Now you're not going to take the role at men at arms. Or you, you were going to be the female men at arms now. They gave you that position to take over for your father. But now you're going to pout, pout and you're going to walk out. You're, Prince Adam's dead. He is dead. You don't give a fuck about the parents' feelings. Kevin Smith 
what the fuck are you? I'm a big fan. What do you fuck? Really? She's walking off because people lied to her. She doesn't like it. Kevin didn't do it. She's she's the one walking off. It's a cartoon. Okay. I shouldn't get too worked. No. But I I'm a He-Man fan. I, I but then I enjoyed some of the show. I did enjoy some of it. And can I just say this? Sure. It's only five episodes out. I oh. binge. I watched the whole thing. I'm a big kid. But it, you know, it, there's still like another how many episodes left? It's like half the season. They didn't show the other half yet. I don't know when that comes out. But Kevin Smith's getting crucified because the, the Rotten Potatoes, all the critics love it because I guess it's kind of progressive or whatever, you know, with Sheila being the star and whatnot. But listen, that's great. But the point is that she was already a badass. What the fuck are you making of the star for? Where the fuck is E-Man? You kill him off and then he comes back in the flashback. Then you bring him back and then what happens? Then what happens? You kill him again. What the fuck? Kevin Smith? Calm the fuck down. They're calling it like the last Jedi of fucking, of, of the fucking, what they did, they do like the, they're attacking him like they attacked Ryan Johnson. And I'll tell you right now, Ryan Johnson deserved it for that piece of shit, the last Jedi. But uh, is that the last Jedi, that one? Anyway, yeah. So my point is this. I'm not totally shitting on Kevin Smith because sure. I still think there's going to be potential to, uh, to say it's and it's and it's some there's, there's, there's uh, listen there's a lot of uh reminiscing going on like i'm seeing some of these characters and i'm digging them i'm like oh look at that oh it is you would like that guy fisto sure i would fisto i think he'd yeah. probably be your favorite jimmy why yeah. <laughs> he's got a big fist is it and he punches people you know what i didn't like where the fuck's ram man i look like ram man in a gi have you I don't know who that is. Oh, you'd think it's funny if you knew who Ram Man was. He's like a little stocky thing that rams people. Anyway, Jimmy, my point is Masters of the Universe, check it out. Rotten Tomatoes gave it like 97, like uh, critics like it, but like 30 something percent of the audience people like it. That's the problem. You know why? Because he kind of took a shit on the childhood by killing He-Man and making Tila the star. Why? I don't know. You didn't have to do that. Tila, Tila's already so cool. Shit, you want to do a She-Ra movie? Do a She-Ra movie. Anyway, people, listen. If you, any, <laughs> the last five minutes or so, don't judge me, people. I'm not at all just, judging you. you know, I'm, I'm happy. happy Jimmy. Uh, did we talk about everything? Yes, we did. <laughs> I miss you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you in a couple of days, Jimmy. You are, buddy. I'll see you soon. Uh, Thank you, Unfiltered Army. I might have lost you. I might have lost you. No, check out the new chip is up, too. It's a really good one with Ron Bennington, Anthony Cumia, and uh, Zia, of course. And the new Doug Bell is up. Doug really has some great celebrity stories. Go to Chip Chipperson's YouTube and uh, go check those things out. All right. Thank you, everybody. Righto. Later, Jimmy. Yeah, bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. If you're on a GLP-1, you're probably loving the results. But how do you feel? All of those side effects can take a toll. So now what? Get to GNC. We'll help with solutions to address those side effects and keep you going on your journey. GNC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 